0: Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Hey mamas, before we get into this episode, we just want to say that we're thinking of you. We're here with you. We hope everybody's taking care of themselves, doing what's right and isolating and self quarantining, being with your family. We know it's stressful. Jen and I are feeling you and feeling it, but there are also moments to realize that this is a really special time that our kids are viewing very differently. So head over to the Mama Said Instagram or to Jen and I. We're trying to share all the trials and tribulations of this time. Again, we hope you are all staying safe and well. We love you. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said. And thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show.
1: Well, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone actress and mother of two jamie lynn sigler has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two jenna paris to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. this is mama said with jamie and jenna
2: Hey, mamas. Hope you guys are hanging in there. Uh, This week we talked to Vienna Farron, a licensed family and marriage therapist. And boy, oh boy, did Jamie and I need this chat with her. We talked a lot about um, things with our children, things with our husbands. Uh, We dug really deep and I, I think you guys will all enjoy listening to this episode. But uh, support for today's episode does come from Progressive Insurance. Fun fact Progressive customers qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up for Progressive Auto Insurance. Discounts for things like enrolling in automatic payments, insuring more than one car, going paperless, and of course, being a safe driver. Plus, customers who bundle their auto with home or add renter's insurance save an average of 12% on their auto. There are so many ways to save when you switch, and once you're a customer with Progressive, you get unmatched claim service with 24-7 support online or by phone. It's no wonder why more than 20 million drivers trust Progressive and why they recently climbed to the third largest auto insurer in the country. Get a quote online at Progressive.com in as little as five minutes and see how much you could be saving auto insurance from progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates home and renters insurance not available in all states provided and serviced by affiliated and third-party insurers discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations
1: and now back to mama said with jamie and jenna hi
2: everyone
0: and welcome to another episode of quarantined mama said um jenna and i are so excited for our guest today because actually I just lost my shit a little bit on my kid and I'm not proud of it, but these are the moments that the learning and teaching moments and we're all trying to figure it out. Anyway, enough about me. Um, Our guest today is Vienna Farron. She is a family marriage Family and marriage therapist, practicing out of New York City. She also is the relationships, relationship expert for Motherly, amongst many other things. We're so grateful to have her here with us and coach us through, especially this time, which is really hard. Thanks for having me. Uh, we always like to begin these shows with just asking and catching up with everybody. and how. I guess you've heard from me how things are going,
3: but how's everybody quarantining and doing?
2: Yana, why don't you start?
3: I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay overall. Um, I am based in New York city and, and so I'm actually in Vancouver right now. So feeling into a little bit of being displaced, you know, I'm like very grateful for nature. Vancouver is so beautiful. I have the water and the mountains and, um, I have my husband here who was actually out here before all of this went down and we were in the midst of like, does he come back to New York city or do I go to Vancouver? And so, um, I feel like we made a pretty decent decision there, uh, to come out here, but yeah, being displaced, like not having the things I brought a small carry on out here and I've been here for six weeks, so oh. Um, I'm learning a lot about myself. <laughs> I don't need as much as I thought I needed, so that's great. Um, but really far away from my family, we don't have our dog out here. Who um, when we Facetime with him, we're, we're certain that he's really pissed off at us. Um, <laughs> he like will not look at the at the screen. Um, yeah, so giving us a little bit of silent treatment. But you know, overall, generally okay. Um, I was saying to Jenna before that I feel much more exhausted and tired than I've ever felt before. And um, it's not that I'm seeing more clients or doing more work, but it feels like this illusion of togetherness is such a drain that there's no reciprocity in, you know, seeing people through screens, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's just energy output. And um, so yeah, I've been feeling into that, but realizing how important routine is and, you know, for me moving my body and reading and, you know, doing the things that feel um, restorative uh, because I don't get to be with people as most people, right? Like we are not getting to be with a lot of the people who tend to restore our energy. So mm.
2: yeah,
3: I'm doing okay though.
2: <laughs> Good. Okay. How are you, Jenna? Um, I'm okay. I you know, I I hate that all of these days are so mumble jumbled. Um, I'm starting to really miss jumping in a car. And you know me, I love going to my girls dinners. And I'm starting to really, really miss that. And I'm also starting to, like, I don't have that outlet. So it's just really, um, I'm I'm anxious because of it. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel trapped. (laughs) And Neil and I are fighting more um, especially sometimes in front of the kids and that's been really bothering me. And I feel like there's like nowhere else to go to like have an argument. Yeah. And then if we wait till seven thirty, we forget about it and it's just like over. Um, so that's been really hard. Just like everything is kind of like starting to bubble up, I guess. I feel like I've been okay. And then all of a sudden it's just like coming to a boil. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, that,
0: that's it. Um, well, Jen and I were talking, Vienna, yesterday, just last night about just like life and what's going on. And it was almost like we were saying like those little girls dinners or those moments where you get to leave, it's like that it lets the steam out a little bit. And I almost by the end of the day feel like a tea kettle that's just not being taken off the stove. And I'm just like steaming and screaming and... Every morning I wake up with the best intentions and I do, will give myself the pat on the back. There are times where I do take that deep breath and i most of the time I would like to say because my children are small and I'm conscious of them and I'm also conscious of their big feelings, especially for my six-year-old. But I would love if we can start with you in just talking about um, right now tools that we can use to best handle like with our kids because then I think our marriage marriages can be a whole other conversation
2: for the next segment. (laughs) Jamie, I actually was telling Vienna before you popped on, I was like, I actually think it would be amazing to have either Cutter and Neil on with us or one or the other. So we can actually have somewhat of a, a joint couples therapy session and talk about how we can not kill each other during quarantine. Because again, that's something that is incredibly important to me right now. So that could be the second segment, segment, and possibly a whole other show.
0: Well, that's what I mean. No, I'm talking about a second segment in this show because I need it all right. No, no, no. Now. This, this show and
2: another show.
0: If you're around later, Fiona, we'll do another show and bring them on for yeah, sure.
3: I'm here. I'm here all week. <laughs> um, yeah. Like what I'm hearing though is like the the moments, the days, everything is just rolling into the next thing. And yes. One of the things that <clears throat> most of us are are pretty good at doing when we have a normal routine going and a normal system that we're operating in is I like to call it the derolling rolling process. What it looks like for me when I normally come home from a day of work or being out is that I get to walk through the door and there's a shift in energy. It might mean that I'm changing my clothes or for me, I love scent. So I'll light Palo Santo or maybe a diffuser is going. There's a shift. There's a new role that I am stepping into. And that can look really different for for every person. But I think what I am hearing from both of you and also what I've been hearing from so many people is that like you're probably wearing the same clothes that you've been wearing all day. Right. You're pro- like all of, yeah. I, well, in my tiny little suitcase that I brought, I've been wearing the same clothes for an entire month <laughs> and there's that. So right, like, we're not having these moments that are breaking up the day that are shifting energy based on the, the like our senses right the mm-hmm. things that we do the touch what's on our body the scent what we're spelling right like these things oh. that are so important and breaking up that day and shifting that energy are just not happening and so we're in the same you know, we're in these roles all day every day the weekends are not really different from the weekdays and that's so overwhelming to the system yeah so it's you know Yes, we probably won't be doing this every day on a practical level, but if you can find moments where maybe you do shift that, where maybe you do change the clothes, where maybe you do um, like shift something in your space so that you can begin to feel like that energy is shifting too, I think is so important. Um, I don't know what time the kids go to uh, go to bed, but like if there's something that can happen in that space where then that energy can shift and you can start to move into a space where maybe greater intimacy can happen, that emotional, physical, you know, that there's many pillars to that. You know,
2: I was, I, I've been noticing very often, I do not remember to get dressed, brush my teeth, put deodorant on. It's not because I'm gross. It's not because I, I, it's literally, this is new for me. I wake up and it's, you know, my husband will leave to go to work because he's working at my parents' house in the, in a. Part of their house that they're not in. Um, and I'm solo and I just literally forget to get dressed. And I've been noticing that the times I actually make an effort to get up and get dressed, I do have a better day 100%. It is, and I didn't do that today. I actually just changed into another schlevy outfit for this podcast. For the first time, I was wearing my robe still. And I've noticed that I am. I wouldn't say depressed. I'm. I don't know what depressed feels like per se, but I can tell you that I am low when I've been in the same outfit for the entire day, and it's a good reminder for you know if anyone's feeling similar to than me to get dressed, even if it's putting on sweatpants and a sweatshirt rather than staying in your pajamas all day, like
1: I do.
0: I I found I've had like. I've had, well, how, what are we on like week six, six or seven here? Yeah. I've had like good week, bad week. And I remember maybe it was the second or third week. I made this commitment to shower off the day every night. Mm. Um, And that, t- I mean, that, that whole week we were having more sex. Like there was a lot more, I was, I was definitely in a better space because I just think like, even just like the physically, obviously washing the dirt off me, but also just like Mentally, spiritually, it just felt like a whole type of cleanse. Um, I somehow fell out of that practice. But, you know, I even feel like on a Saturday when he takes them to drive, even though I'm like deep cleaning my house, when they're still not home and the floors are mopped and it's clean and I open a window and light a candle, they come home to a much, even though I'm exhausted, happier human. So, Hearing you so articulately talk about that and just how our senses need everything, the touch, the smell, everything that makes so much sense.
3: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's such a good practice. And like you said, you know, you may have a week where you feel like you're able to prioritize it and another week where you can't, it might be a day where you can. I think just starting small is a really good place for anybody who's listening, right? If it's like you can choose one day, to do something like cleanse your whole body it's such a i love that practice so beautiful right It's like get in the shower take a bath if you have access to that and just rinse it off because the scent right once you get your yourself clean and then you have a scent on your body there's something about that that will shift your energy will it always lead to more or better sex maybe not might it lead to more comfort maybe might it lead to a conversation that feels more connective with your partner maybe might you you feel a little bit more grounded and balanced and that allows the two of you to just sit in and connect or watch a show. Sure. You know, it's like yeah. many, it can, it can show up in so many different ways. But I'd encourage people to play with the senses and to really be deliberate in, you know, like we talk about like taking that cap off, right. Which is so hard when you're being a mother and a school teacher and a partner and a chef and a cleaner and they're, like you're literally being everything. So to take that cap off, um, I like and really feel that sense of like literally like taking something off of you, so that you can come back to the self. You know, it's really hard to have that relationship with the self, um, especially when you're juggling so many different things. And so, to have some type of practice that takes all of the distractions um, and puts them somewhere so that you can come back to you is is beautiful.
2: Makes so much sense. I'm actually wondering if. I should start a shower after the kids go to bed routine so I can have that phase two of my night that I'm used to. Like there's nothing I like more than putting the kids to bed and getting dressed to go out, putting my makeup on and putting on my vanilla perfume and, and going out with my husband or my girlfriends. And so I'm wondering maybe that will, you know, kind of bring my spirits up a little bit.
3: Yeah.
0: Even one night I, I blow dried my hair one night, this whole quarantine, but it like, I felt like I had gone to dry bar. I was like rocking a blowout for like, you know, a couple of days. It fe- it did. It felt good. It was different than like the messy boppy bun on the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come right back and get more into um, talking about how to better quarantine with our families. I'm back again to talk about how I love to keep my brain active while I relax with my new favorite game, Best Fiends. And that's why I love it. This fun puzzle game. It's an oasis of fun you can take with you everywhere. You don't even need internet to play once you have it downloaded. Look, sometimes we need some me time and me time means game time. There's tons of unique puzzles and an experience like no other It has thousands of levels already with new levels and events and characters added every month it's hours of fun right at your fingertips and again you can play offline it has over a hundred million downloads and tons of five-star reviews best fiends is a must play so download it for free on the apple store or google play that's best fiends it is free it's friends without the r best fiends download it play with me let me know how you guys are doing Our friends over at the Lady Gang Podcast have written a new book and it is on sale now. Act Like a Lady, questionable advice, ridiculous opinions, and humiliating tales from three undignified women is available wherever books are sold. Act Like a Lady is part memoir, part self-help book with all the sass and humor of the hit podcast. This book is broken down into four sections, your relationship with your lover, yourself, your friends and career, and features hilarious advice and essays from the hosts of Lady Gang. Kelsey, Becca, and Jack, as well as illustrations, manifest lists, connect the dots, and a dictionary of words that they completely made up. The Lady Gang has your back with essays like Maybe She's Born With It, Maybe It's Photoshop. And if you're happy and you know it, thank your ex. I love these girls so much. Act like a lady is available now on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, IndieBound, or wherever you get your books. Get it today.
1: You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna.
0: Okay, we're back. Um, I want to start with a quick question because my husband and I keep having this conversation. So our boys are six and two, and we keep saying that coming out of this quarantine, it's amazing for jack the younger one because like we're here all the time he's bonding so much with my husband and him and i've always been close but like just seeing him grow it's such a beautiful time in his life but for my six-year-old you know he has like massive needs that aren't being met like playing with other children like he's such a social little boy and sports his life revolves around sports so he misses his baseball team and his hockey team and his practices and he's a, he's a really smart kid, loves to push buttons. And so we've always like argued him and I and my husband, but it's, it's gotten like magnified obviously during this time. And we're so worried about coming out of quarantine and have, having this whole thing be like negative
3: on our relationship with our son. Mm -hmm. It's this, this quarantine time. It's the grief that's that people are experiencing in such different ways is, is so real. I've had to really think about, um, you know, adults going through it. I've had to think about, you know, seniors in high school and university who mm. are not getting to close out these important chapters in their lives and they're not getting to finish, you know, playing out, playing for the state championship or playing their mm-hmm. final game. And I'm thinking about, you know, little kids who don't really know exactly what's going on and are having to grieve the loss of something. Um, and and are going through these transitions without really being able to understand it and put words to it, but that their little systems are just feeling that sense mm-hmm. of, of loss and instability and, you know, unknowing. And, and that's what it sounds like for, for your little guy, right? That is just like, wow, he's going through grief, you know, and you think about the ways in which maybe he's acting out from that space. Um, and you know, what does loss feel like in that little body? You know, what does loss and transition feel like for someone who doesn't really know what loss and transition like this is supposed to look like, right? Like the adults we've, we've gone through, you know, certainly not, um, something necessarily quite like this, but you know, we've experienced loss, we've experienced transition, we've experienced, you know, grief in different ways. And so, um, Uh, I just keep thinking about the different ways every human on this planet is, is experiencing grief so differently. Um, You know, I think I don't know what the conversations have have looked like, or if it feels like um, it sounds like the concern is, you know, what will our relationship look like on the other side of this, you know, for how much longer um, will we have to do it this way?
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, we just like, you know, my husband will just keep making that like, Flipping comment like this is ruining my relationship with both <laughs> like that like this is this is you know and That's devastating to me. You know, I you know I always apologize if I if I lose it and when he does he learned to apologize because of that which is great um You know and as much it's like I have two boys They physically fight all day long, but they're all I also see moments of them getting so close and it's so sweet and i'm holding on to those But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm trying to be kind to myself, just being like, you've never been through this. It's okay, Jamie. It's okay. But I still feel like the responsibility and I just feel terrible because I just, like you said, he's grieving too. And I feel bad because I feel like I don't have any time in the day to service my own needs Mm -hmm. that I'm not even feeling strong enough to service his his properly. Do you know what I mean? Totally.
3: It's... So many parents are having to shift the way in which they relate, you know, when your husband says like this is ruining my relationship with Bo what's like that reframe is that it's asking him to relate to Bo differently, right Than the way that he knows how and the way that maybe he's been successful before Mm -hmm. In, in Sharing him on at a sports, you know, practice or, or, you know, something like that, or, you know, talking about the goal that was scored or, you know, it's like the, the learning how to relate in this way is so confronting, right. Because it requires so much of us as adults, as parents, and it's so different than, than how we know how to thrive and succeed as, you know, as a parent, as a, as a leader in that space. Um, So I mean, I think that for anybody who's feeling that, that terror in the relationship or feeling like you're failing at it, um, <clears throat> I think that that question is, what does, what does my child need from me right now that I'm struggling to give them? And you know, just sitting with that, because that question, that answer can be so confronting, Right, yeah. It might mean that I need to get more emotionally connected to you. It might mean that I have to actually tune into your inner world and your inner experience and listen to you really differently than I've probably ever had to listen to you before. Right? And do I know how to do that? Did anybody do that for me? Um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of layers that can come up there. Uh, like we've all said, you know, the exhaustion right now is so real. Um, it's probably exhaustion that, most of us have not really felt before, even though we've been busy and had plenty of things on schedules in the past. Mm -hmm. This exhaustion is, is deep and it is threatening this belief that we can do things and we can do them well and we can succeed at it. And we aren't letting people down, especially, you know, your children and to feel deeply into the, you know, probably for many people, right. What feels like failures, what feels like not enough, not good enough. Um, you know, is is just being with that, you know, sitting with that emotion, um, hopefully being able to talk about it with a partner and, and connect in that space and use that as a source of connection and intimacy and togetherness that brings you together as a team, as opposed to, you know, something that splits us apart. Why can't you do this better? Why aren't you showing up differently? You know, you're failing the children. He needs you to do this. She needs you to do that. Um, you know, really being careful about that language, because I think most people are, probably tripping up in that space and um, could use that deep sense of connection and, and understanding of what's getting confronted.
0: Yeah. He, he came up to me today. We had like a very harmonious afternoon. Like after he finished his schoolwork and his brother woke up from his nap, he just was in a good space and I know he could feel it. I was more relaxed because I'm, I'm sort of normally so tense watching them because they're, one of them is bound to physically hurt the other one, like every other minute, literally. And they were just playing so nice. And he looked at me and he goes, aren't I being so good right now, mommy? Is this is this what you want? <laughs> I felt bad. I'm like, well, this I know is just what's in your heart. This is who you are. Like I know you're capable of doing this. I didn't know what else to say to him in that moment because as sweet as that was, my heart broke because I don't want him... I I don't know exactly what he's thinking when he's saying that.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, if that moment presents again, being able to get curious about it with him, you know, is like maybe there is a way to understand a little bit more of, of what he does mean. It sounds like there's a part of him that can recognize that he needs to be a certain way. Um, to, to relieve stress. Like kids are so attuned and, and they obviously are constantly reading and seeing and feeling and experiencing and and they're you know they're adjusting as as we all adjusted in our family systems too. And you know, so it's like really thinking about oh like who do you think that you need to be right he's try, trying to maybe make it easier. He can obviously sense there's a lot of stress that's that's going on. Um and you know, it's, it's possible that there's a little bit of wiggle room there for you to get in there with him to see, you know, what he means by that. Um, right. And like, what does he actually want? How does he actually want to be? Um, so when he's being in your mind difficult, like what does, how does he present?
0: Um, it's usually like teasing or tripping or pushing or like protesting and just arguing. And it always is me saying, Bo, please don't do that. Bo, please don't do that. Bo, please. And then it's just like, you know, it's that, it's like rubbing the engine. And then it's like, until I raise my voice, then he listens. And we've, my husband and I both said to him, what, what we don't want to yell. Like, how can we do this? He says, just ask me nicely but i'm like i am asking you nicely so i don't know if i have to like physically get on his level and say it maybe mm-hmm.
3: yeah interesting though right he, cuz he had a response for you oh he <laughs> always does he knew <laughs> he's like this is how i would really like for you to show up mom exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah oh gosh it's so tricky because They're confined in, in the ways in which we are confined. And when they don't understand it, gosh, you can just imagine what it could be like in a tiny body right now. Um, So, so much compassion. Um, I don't know how much they're getting like one-on-one time um, and like actually getting to connect with either of you. Um, There may be a little bit of that there too. Everybody wants attention and connection in the same way that you probably want that with your partner too, you know, where you're like, when the kids go down, now my partner and I are gonna get to connect. You know, the kiddos sometimes feel that too.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Your turn, Jenna. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we have to take a break or anything, but I have more you know, my kids are foreign too. So the the stuff in my house is more towards, you know, comments that my husband makes towards me. I say things to him. So it's more of like the the spouse situation in my house. Well, That's more take, of my struggle.
0: Let's take a quick break then and we'll get into that.
2: Right now, during quarantine, we're all thinking about homeschooling, so that's why I want to talk to you about Laurel Springs. They are an accredited online private school for students in kindergarten through 12th grade. Laurel Springs recognizes that each child is very unique, and they all have their own personal interests, special talents, unique learning style, and their flexible learning program offers challenging and diverse elective courses. Laurel Spring is accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges and Advanced ED, which means they're Transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. Register your child at laurelsprings.com slash mama today and receive a waived registration fee. That's laurelsprings.com slash mama for your waived registration fee. laurelsprings.com slash mama.
1: You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna.
2: Okay, we're back. Okay, so yeah, you know, I too have had... uh, a a rough time with with Milo, not Daisy she's too she's loving this milo is milo is also loving this, but um but he sees me becoming really frustrated with him, so yes, like there's definitely some uh, similar aspects to what you were talking about jamie with Milo. I think he's uh more forgiving doesn't go into detail as much as Bo does because they're two years apart so so I have that on my side at least um But, you know, I'm just trying to think of like today when, when my husband got home, the first thing he said was, um, have they done anything educational today? And like, that was the first thing. And actually today was like a non-TV day. Like we haven't been watching a lot of TV in the last like four or five school days. Um, so that really rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm thinking about it now. I was too exhausted to even say like, what the are you talking about? That's so rude. Like, like how about like, and what if they were watching TV all day? Like you're not home. So like (laughs) you have no idea what it feels like. Um, but, and I don't have to defend myself about the TV thing because, um, it's quarantine and this is a crazy time and I am definitely not hard on myself because of TV right now. I'm just not, I am usually, but I'm not right now, I've let loose about it. I don't have my kids sit in front of the TV all day, but there's definitely more TV. But anyway, that, that comment really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I have not even brought it up to him because he'll probably say that he meant nothing by it. He genuinely wanted to know what we were doing today. And then I won't believe it. Um, it's those little things that are spiraling me. Um, I'm also like, uh, when he comes home from work, I am literally, I just go to clean because the house is so messy that what he doesn't understand is that if I don't go clean right away when he gets home, after the kids go to bed, I'm stuck cleaning and he gets to rest and I can't do that. So when he gets home, I, I put the kids on him. And he's like, come hang with us, come hang with us. And I was like, I would love to, but like, there's going to be not a lot of joint hanging right now during this quarantine. We're going to have to split it up and divide and conquer because I need to clean the house when you're home and watching the kids. And it's just creating a lot of, um, a lot of anxiety for my husband and I.
3: The first thing that I hear is the difference between intention and impact, right? So like when when he says the comment about the educational experiences in the day, and you're already predicting how he'll defend himself, right? You're like, he'll say, that's not how I meant it, et cetera, et cetera, right? And so what you're describing is sort cert- like this this loop that so many couples find themselves in, is right, like you said something, it, it act it upset me and then partner a says well i didn't mean to upset you that that wasn't my intention and then usually the conversation might stop there right um, and so the shift in that conversation is like you get that he's not probably intending to be hurtful and harmful at least 90% of the time, right? Every once in a while, our, our claws might come out and we may try to, you know, hurt the other person with some words, but most of the time we're not trying to do that ideally. And so this isn't actually a conversation about your intentions, right? This is a conversation about how your words impacted me. And so shifting to that space, right? That's the conversation is that I know you intend, didn't intend to, piss me off, hurt my feelings, be insulting to me, be condescending to me, right? And right, what happened was when you said that, this is how it impacted me. And that's, you know, I think connecting to what it is that you experienced, right? Was it insulting? Did it feel dismissive of all of the work that you put in every day with these kids, right? Does it feel like he's not seeing and validating or acknowledging how much energy and time that you're putting in, right? And that's the thing that actually needs to be labeled and acknowledged, right? When you say that right this is the experience that I have and you know from there this is a um, Brene Brown made this pretty famous um, but yeah. it's been part of narrative therapy it's it's something that therapists use all the time right Is like and and from there the story that I tell myself
2: right? yeah
3: yes right yeah. and so what happens in that space is it just drives disconnection further and further apart right that's not the goal in this space obviously like this quarantine time is hard and it's confronting, but we're still wanting to make sure that we're coming closer. Together, that our goals are still connection, not disconnection. And that right. we're not just brushing these things under the rug and throwing them away. Like if I don't talk about it now, we're going to forget about it. But what's going to happen is there's a tear that happened in the relationship, mm-hmm. right? We tore at something, you tore at something with me, but we just don't have time or energy to even come back to it. Right. And those tears. They build up over time. We don't want a lot of tears, right? We want to be able to tear and then be able to come back around to it and say, "Hey, this is the impact that it had on me." And you know, hopefully, he's able to hear that and acknowledge it without you know defensiveness.
2: Yeah, and and he's good about that. Yep. Um, and I and I will do that tonight. I'll, I'll you know, I will definitely say that. Um, another thing that just hearing you talk about this and communication, I've, I'm sitting here thinking that, you know, a lot of the times when he gets annoyed with me is when I'm bossing him around and I'm telling him what to do. And that's a lot of our arguments. And maybe you can help me figure out another way to do this because what's happening is I've become a house manager and a school manager and like just literally a manager for Everyone, even my husband, like I'm. I'm now, you know, just on the weekends. If we like go for a drive, I'm packing lunches. So the kid, like, I'm. I'm literally doing a gazillion things today. I'm managing so many things for the family to make this house look like it hasn't a bomb hasn't gone off. Like, and and I remind him of that. I was like, you should, like, you would be surprised what this looks like if I'm not cleaning twenty four seven. So I, he gets very annoyed with me when I'm like you could dry this, but do it this way. So it cuts that time in half. And I don't want to be a nag, but I also know that if I maybe like, don't say anything that it's just going to keep happening. And then when I do find the right time, it's still annoying. So I feel like a complete nag, but I'm also managing this entire household during quarantine. And I feel like there's no right way to say anything to him. And I do feel like I'm managing him because I feel like I have to, or else he never takes out the trash. He never does anything. And I am very annoying to him. And I I could tell, I could feel that. Jay, what do you want to say? I wanted
0: to add something because if you weren't going to touch on this, I was going to nominate to talk about this situation because the one thing Jenna's not getting to get during this time that I feel like I really benefited from and I'm sure a lot of other couples have is Cutter is, my husband is here working. He's in the living room with like noise canceling and he's doing his thing, but like he is seeing what's going on. Like he's seeing everything I'm doing. And after the first couple weeks, I don't see anything he, when he's not working, or he has his headphones in. He'll start helping me clean things up. Like I'll come out from this podcast, and I promise you, he's cleaned up all the toys. Like he sees it, and he's seen the effect and how hard it is on me, and he stepped up. And Jenna isn't getting that benefit right now because her husband leaves, and so it's om- it's not that it's not different, but I just don't feel I don't feel like I feel like it's a little unfair for you. Like well, maybe you don't want to seem like a nag, but you are working so
2: much harder. During, yes. During, I mean, look, he's definitely going to work later. He's, he's doing, uh, he is by far and away huh. one of the, The I don't even have to say it. Like I, I feel bad because I'm using him as an example because this is our podcast and I have to, Um, but, but he's he, an amazing dad and a great husband. I mean, he's, he's doing a lot more. I just, I, 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 and I don't need him to do more. I need to find that good communication skill between us. So he kind of like, like, Instead of me nagging him, he just does it. Like if he writes it in his calendar, fine. Like do like, or don't get mad at me when I tell him how to do something because this is how I'm like, you know, keeping the house going. Um, but yes, he has been coming home early to help me, and he's trying to give me time during the day, and that's been amazing. But you're right, like, and he knows how hard it is. Trust me, he understands. Is he witnessing it twenty four seven? Not every day.
3: Feel truly acknowledged and witnessed for everything that you're doing right now.
2: Like, um appreciate- yes, yes I do because he is a very compassionate person and he I yes, I mean he does often tell me how he knows how hard I work and how hard this is. He might not understand how OCD I am about cleaning and that's my thing and he might get annoyed that like I have to clean before I sit with him or like I want to clean more than hanging out with him and the kids when he comes home. But overall, yes, I feel acknowledged. I I think he knows how hard I'm working.
3: What do you want him to understand that you think he doesn't?
2: I think I want him to go easier on me when I give him direction during this quarantine time. That's like, I think that's really what I want because I don't want to be annoying to him, but I feel like I'm managing him. And I know that in the real world, outside of quarantine, that would never happen. I don't intend to manage anyone. I'm just trying to keep this house afloat and I'm trying to keep everything together. And I know I'm like, you know, he's like, tonight he's like, you're not my mom. Like I, I forgot what I said. And I was like, yeah, I know. But like, and and maybe I'm going overboard. I'm not, I'm not a perfect human. I'm probably very annoying at times. I get it because I do have OCD about cleaning and I'm probably abnormally crazy about it. Um,
3: but are you feeling like you need his help in order for you not to fail? Um,
2: I, yes. Um, Yes. There are certain things that I definitely could use his help more. Like if he sees me like going up and down the stairs, like carrying like heavy loads of laundry all day long or like cleaning light bulbs. Like, yes, I would like him to be like, do you need my help? I see you're carrying heavy, heavy things. Like, can I get off the couch and help you? That would be awesome. I can't, sometimes I'm like, how could he not even and then I sit there and then I sit there doing it, waiting for him to recognize that I'm doing it. I'm like, this isn't going to help me. So
3: I don't yeah. want to do it all myself. And I, I hear the part of you that rationally can say he's doing so much and he's got it. And he's a huge control. Right? Like I can hear your mind answering it that way, but I can also like feel your heart. That's, exhausted and needs help and wants to be seen and considered like, why can't you see that I'm struggling right now? Like I actually do need your help. And if I don't have your help or if I don't ask you to do these things, I'm going to struggle more and maybe struggling more does feel like failing or does feel like not doing it perfectly or that things aren't in order in the way that you need them to be. Right. And that something about that is really threatening to you.
2: Right. Yeah you pretty much nailed it. Yes. I mean it's it's all, you know, this is all very uh this is all new and different. Um so sorry, I'm getting my charger. Um yeah, I I fear that like my my needs right now just during quarantine are going to like drive us away because I'm I'm like on a different spectrum than him. Like he, like he wouldn't care if like that, you know, house got messy and, and we, the beds weren't made. And like, he doesn't understand that. Like what goes into like making a bed and like what goes into changing sheets and like what goes into caring, uh, doing 40 loads of laundry. Like I'm not doing loads of laundry once, like, you know, once a week, I'm doing it at least four times a day. Um, that's the part that like, he doesn't know and see, and I don't care to tell him because like, what's that going to do? Um, well, he knows, I mean, I have told him, but I don't want to go through like, like we were talking to someone else who said like she made an expre- Excel spreadsheet of literally everything she did during the day. Like, I don't want to do that. He knows how hard I work. I just I, I, and I also don't want him to change. He's, I'm not, he's not going to change overnight. This is a very different time right now. I don't expect him to change into a different human being. That's all of a sudden helping me around the house and like changing light bulbs. He hates doing that stuff. I love doing it. Um, but I guess I need him to, to step it up for me just right now.
3: Yeah. And maybe that's, maybe that's the message, you know, like, that there is something that's missing. Like a lot of times we talk about it as covert expectations and agreements in the, in the therapy world. Um, and these are the unspoken, um, expectations and agreements that we have with our partners. And it, it can sound as, as simple and basic as, you know, if you take out the garbage, then you yeah. X for you know, like there's some kind of trade, but we
2: look it taking the garbage would lead to many, many things for him.
3: <laughs> yes. Um, But we tend not to communicate what those expectations are, what those agreements are need to be right sometimes this it's common to fall into like I wish that you could read my mind or I wish that you could just observe this and see that I need I need help and I think you know what can what can come up for so many people um, and maybe this resonates and lands with a lot of the listeners right' it's like what does it mean if I need your help what does it mean about me if I have to ask for something I mean, what is it that I'm resisting doing that would actually be helpful and expansive for me and for us right? like am I trying to protect you from something Something at the expense of myself. Do I not? You know, like I hear the part of you that's like, I don't want to nag you. I don't want to be a taskmaster with you. You've got plenty of things on. I've got plenty of things going on. I don't want to be that person. And whoever that person is, right? Like whatever the the judgments of that person is, right? Important
2: because I'm so sorry. And I was going to say, I don't even know if I would accept his help just because I love doing things so much. I just want the offer. I I think that's really what I want. I just want the offer. I just want him to see like, to see that I'm carrying something heavy and say, can I help? Like, I don't even know if I'll accept it, but like, it would mean so much to me. Like if he just offered. Um, and I also want to say that he could be listening to this episode in a couple, whenever it airs and saying, gosh, like there's so much that I want to say that on the flip side, and like that's that 's hard for me that that 's what I keep thinking about right now because i don 't want any of our my listeners to think that like i 'm like the perfect one and and he 's not like i I want like there there's probably a, a lot on the flip side that he could tell me of things that bother him you know and why maybe he 's not doing what he's doing. Like, I, I would love to know, like, I need to ask him, I need, need to have a serious conversation with him, like maybe even guided by a professional to really get to the bottom of it. Um, cause I don't want it, this to be one-sided. It would never, if he's listening to this, he'd be like, what the, I, I do so much. And I know he does, but like, something's gotta, something's gotta click where we're on the same page.
3: It's, it's such good awareness from you to know that there's another experience in all of this, right? That's what you're saying is like, I'm having mine and in mine, I have this internal world and has lots of feelings and emotions and experiences. And, and so does he, right? He also has the same, um, inner world that is filled with other experiences, feelings, and emotions. And, and so, so that's beautiful awareness from you to know that there's another side to this, right? These you two of you coming together with your histories, right? with your programming, with your conditioning, with your ways of being in the world, with all the expectations that you bring along with you from, you know, your family systems into this relationship, right? And, and that's, those are the conversations. Like yeah. I keep hearing from you in this in this, like, you just want to be seen. You just want someone mm-hmm. to consider you, like see me. And it sounds like you've you have along the way figured out how to do a lot of things on your own. Um, that's my guess, uh, and mm-hmm. that you've become a very self sufficient human being over the years. Um, and you can do a lot on your own, but that there's still a part of you that really appreciates being seen, needs to be seen. Um, and that's probably like there's probably a little bit of a a wound in there um, that gets activated in times like this, where
2: you know yeah. there's, you know, we could go way back. We could go way back.
3: Yes, and and that I mean that's the work that I do. It right? is like yeah. my I, as a marriage and family therapist, my whole framework is looking at the, our origin stories and understanding the family systems in which we grew up and understanding you know the roles that we had there and um, you know what it is that we observed and experienced and and how we create reenactments mm-hmm. you know, in our adult lives and so yes for me absolutely we will, we won't turn this into a therapy session for you you didn't sign up for that but um I love it what, what i am hearing <laughs> no. is that there's a tender spot there for you and that that tender spot is is totally being poked at and and pried at during this time of quarantine mm. when you normally would be able to handle most things maybe seamlessly and smoothly right now it's, it's turned up, right? Like the dial is up and it's on. And now yeah. the wound, right? That little tender raw spot is like feeling things a little bit differently. And she's, she's at, she needs something and yeah. hard to ask for that need to be met. And that's probably where that conversation, um, you know, could go.
2: And, yeah.
3: You know, he might have some of those tender spots too. I'm sure.
2: And he does. Uh, and he does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: So a beautiful conversation, Ken. Yeah. Wow, thank you. Yeah. Thanks
0: for sharing. Uh, okay. We're going to take a quick break and come back and wrap up this conversation and maybe get any more tips we can squeeze out of Vienna before we let her go. So we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by my new favorite treat, Zen Bee. So Zen Bee veggie bites contain one cup of vegetables in every resealable pouch of six delicious bites. Each chewy bite is a culinary blend of vegetables, fruits, nuts, and spices, making them great for grazing throughout the day. And we all know we are grazing a lot throughout this day. They are organic, a good source of fiber, non-GMO, gluten-free, plant-based, no artificial colors, all the things that we need and want you guys. You have got to try these and they deliver right to your door. You can't find veggie first snacks like these in any store, so in times like these, it is more convenient than ever. So, visit www.zenb.com/mama to get 30% off any product and get a free trial. Yes, a free trial today. Again, that's www.zenb.com/mama to get 30% off any product and a free trial. Happy snacking.
1: You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna.
0: Okay, we're back. Um, this was so helpful. I feel like I want to talk to you for like four more hours <laughs> yeah. about everything. This is so amazing. Um, but I guess if we could, you know, kind of wrap up the things that Jenna and I have been talking about, but then also maybe just thinking about like in general, what, some couples and parents, um, maybe going through at the moment and any kind of like, you know, words of advice or comfort that, you know, we can send out their way. Um, I mean, I know Jen and I are listening too. it would be really helpful.
3: Yeah. It's, I always say, you know, gentleness and compassion, especially during this time. I mean, always and forever, but especially during this time, um, everybody is doing the best that they can right now. And, you know, reminding yourself of that over and over is important. Um, And and to offer that for yourself too. I I think, um, Jenna, you were saying that before where you're like, I totally see all the things that I'm doing and I'm not giving myself a hard time for turning the TV on and right, like some of the rules that I normally might have, like I'm just, there's flexibility Mm -hmm. and just a little bit of space. And so absolutely doing that um, and continuing to do that. I think if I could offer you know one thing that's super important during this time is to become as curious as you possibly can about your own inner world and the inner worlds of the people who are sharing the space with you. So whether that's your partner and, and that, that will go back to the conversation that, that Jenna and I just had about getting curious about like what's going on internally for me, what's going on internally for you. Um, Jamie, it goes back to um, your son, right? What's going on internally for you, Really. Right? Like, so this curiosity, this curious approach of if I can learn something about what's happening in my inner world, if I can learn something about what's happening in your inner world without making a, assumptions right like let me actually ask you that
1: question
3: right let me actually share what's going on for me so that you don't have to read between the lines right this can be with you know our you know aging parents it can be with our partners and spouses it can be with little children like that curious cap is is so important right now I always talk about curiosity especially within the context of, of conflict um and we didn't we didn't talk too much about conflict, um, sort of like theoretically. We talked about it um, coming up for for you, Jenna, a bit. But in conflict, right? It's like we're needing if we're doing conflict well. I always tell people we're generally finding something out new about ourselves and something new out about our partners. Right? If we're doing it well, right? If we're not doing it well, we're looping right? Same thing, different day, same thing, different day over and over and over again. And so when we're trying to move ourselves to different outcomes, right? This fight isn't working. If this way of doing something isn't working, we keep coming back to the same thing. It means that we have to get more curious. It means that we have to become an observer a little bit differently of ourselves and each other than, than what we're normally doing. And so I, I stress a lot this this practice of curiosity um and not the assumptions and i promise you that you will learn something during this mm-hmm. time that you might not normally learn um so if there was one thing that i could could send off to to the people listening it's it's definitely that
0: ah oh, i love that so, so much i've never heard that before in my life and it just like feels like a light bulb just went off. So thank you. That's really cool. I, you know, the thing I worry about, like, or not worried about, but tell me what to anticipate. Like, so if I start to address things more with my son in that way, I'm sure it's going to be weird for him because this is not how I'm dealing. And I always am, like, so afraid of just like this behavior. I'm like, I'm always going to bed, and being like, I'm fucking him up. I fucked him up. It's done. This is forever. They, are, his personality stops developing at age seven. We're done. He's <laughs> not like what? it's over. You <laughs> know, one more year to get this. From. That's why I'm like. I've got six months to write this kid. <laughs> um, you know what I'm trying to say? I, do, I, I do. get I it's get so good. worried.
3: Yes. So you know, as as many people say, uh, no matter what you do, you will fuck up your children. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that causes stress or um, ease, I don't know. But I think one of the most important things is that. It's just, it's the awareness of it. We are going to get it wrong. We're going to say the wrong thing. We're going to do the wrong thing. We're going to be like, not be aware of the, of something that's going on that might be deeply impacting a kiddo or a partner. And, and so just the awareness that Mm -hmm. I can keep coming back to the things where I maybe did something that impacted you in a way that I didn't want to. Right. Like your ability to even know that you could be quote unquote fucking up your child (laughs) is the awareness, right? Is that's that's the gift, right? Is like I know that I am an imperfect adult. Mm -hmm. I know I'm an imperfect parent, but I'm not blind, right? That I will come back to the things that I am not above saying, I'm sorry, that I'm not above repairing with you, that I'm not above being able to say, oh shoot, I got it wrong. I'm not above coming back and saying like, oh, let's talk about that. I think I got that wrong with you. Like, can we redo this? Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's the beauty of it. We are so imperfect. That's okay. Our imperfections create the opportunities for our children to claim their stories and to claim their healing. You can't be perfect. That would rob them of, you know, the life and the the resiliency and the adaptability and the healing that is that is theirs to claim, you know. And so I think the awareness of knowing that you're going to screw things up sometimes that's beautiful just keep that with you and then keep trying. And you can always try new things. Um, that, is, that's, that part of it is finding out what lands for this tiny little human being, because it's going to be different for each person. And so you get to try things on and take them off if they don't work. And then you get to try something new on and take that off if it doesn't work. And you get to keep doing that until it lands and you know he'll let you know. And
2: yeah. Yeah. Love that.
3: So good.
2: Wow,
0: thank you so much. This was great.
3: Yeah. This
2: amazing. Was- I'm so glad we did this.
3: Me too. Me too. And I I'm I'm down for the couples one. Let's do I it. I feel like now that we've you know we've Me. decided about them, I feel like we need to bring them on. It's you know what, they're due to come
0: back on the podcast anyway. It's been over a year. We need them back. Or it's been about a year
2: actually. It's been a year and I genuinely want to make him feel like he, you know, he's not, I'm not the only one that could have feelings. like well, I'm, they're
0: being heard too. They get yeah. to be heard. Yeah. In a safe way.
2: Yes, for sure. Let's do it. Let's book it.
0: Vienna Farron, you're amazing. Thank you so much. She'll be back, mamas. Don't you worry. We're not going to let her go away too <laughs> far. Just everyone stay safe and healthy, um, and we'll leave you with a mama said. Remember, mama said, successful mothers are not the ones that never struggled, they are the ones that never give up despite the struggles. Who knew that was going to be the perfect one for today? I didn't. (laughs) Vienna, thank you so much. Thank Thank you, Vienna. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Bakeway. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are Progressive. Get a quote online at Progressive.com in as little as five minutes and see how much you could be saving. Best Fiends, download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or in Google Play. Laurel Springs, register your child today at laurelsprings.com mama and receive a waived registration fee. And remember, all the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode. Hello. <laughs> Shut your pie holes. Welcome to Sorry. Big Demi Energy. I'm your host, Demi Burnett, and I'm so excited to have you joining my podcast. Yeah. Some things you can expect from this podcast are some juicy gossip, some good advice, some fun, exciting guests, and a lot of other surprises. Make sure you subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Podcast One, wherever wherever you you listen listen to your your podcasts.